Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about narrative-focused video games and do a little bit of comparison and contrast this week, at least. Um, as always, I'm Alex. Uh, Duncan to podcast A1. <laughs> that was supposed to be a chess boot, chessboard move. Right there. <laughs> That was a very good chessboard. You've played a lot of chess, haven't you, Duncan? <laughs> I've played insane amounts of chess. I, you know, that was I. I have too. So that's how we both knew it was a chess move right away, without <laughs> any sort of discussion beforehand. Um, and I definitely did not think you were trying to imitate Battleship because that would be dumb. <laughs> it, well, um, <laughs> that that isn't that they do say that with the with the letters and numbers, correct? Am I wrong? On chess, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can. There's like letters on one axis and numbers on the other axis, Sweet. and you can, yeah. You, well, why you are, are you right making fun for, of me? I don't know, because you're pretty late in the fucking game. If you're moving something to A1, that's a corner square, Duncan. Maybe I'm on passanting. Do you know what that means? It's something to do with switching the rook and the king, I think. No, that that's castling. Castling. No, I'm uh, castling. Yeah. No, an on passant is like, Were you like if triple? two pawns move yeah. next to each other yeah. and it's like in the first turn they can like you can capture without touch. It's weird and I'm going to be wrong so I'm done. We're going to stop talking uh, about chess cuz this podcast is about chess. This podcast is not about chess. So, um if, if you may have guessed, which you probably didn't, uh this week we are going to go ahead and do a little bit a little bit of something different and we're going to kind of do a compare and contrast and talk about video games versus um basically non-video game gaming. So, things like board games, card games and specifically tabletop games as well. So, you know, your D&Ds, your you know, your your Uno's, your your Catans, your Settlers of Catan, though I always pronounce it Catan, and I think you're wrong, but it's fine. Um, Why, you ask? (laughs) Yo, go ahead. Why? (laughs) Hell, it's because we just really wanted to explore this idea, and we thought we could get a lot out of it. It is Mm -hmm. not because we said we would play Doom last week, and Duncan ran into a lot of technical issues and couldn't play Doom, and it's certainly not also because I moved, so I didn't talk to duncan or play video games for about a week straight um technical definitely issues, just meet te- technical issues aka no skill scrub <laughs> loser <laughs> exactly <laughs> he said to technical issues he's like i don't know i keep getting killed by these demons something's glitching out on my game <laughs> pretty much uh, no but but re- but, but yeah. really it, it was technical issues on duncan's end and then mm-hmm. i just moved so mm-hmm. we, we didn't have a lot of time so i apologize for like I think that's the third time we were wrong about what game we were going to play. Um, Who cares? Yeah, so like, we'll play just Doom eventually, don't take guys. that. Don't worry. Yeah, well, once I get a new graphics card, once I buy a new computer. <laughs> um, so, Duncan, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, why don't you start us off with with the story like like we always do? Why, why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about um you know your your first or one of your favorite D and D experiences? Let's let's jump into the tabletop. This is gonna get a like. This is gonna be a fucking nerd ass episode, and I'm digging oh, yeah. it. Nerd. So, like, just dive yeah. right into your D and D experiences. So, I haven't had enough D and D experiences because when I was younger, I didn't have any friends who were into it. But I would desperately, desperately wanted them to be into it. Um, so, you know, you know what they were into though is uh, running around the basement pretending we were were characters from video games and stuff like that and i was like but what if the characters yes well yeah obviously fuck yes but like what if the (laughs) characters like had rules you know what i mean like what if they had guidelines and boundaries and stuff like that and like they had specific abilities and they're all like i don't know and i like 
didn't have any of the books at the time, but I understood the mechanics from reading online. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. pretty much what I did was I like made up the story for them. I gave them all like characters and then we ran around our basement and I was would just do random dice rolls and decide if things passed or didn't and then like <laughs> other things would be decided by dice rolls. That's, very nice. That's pretty much my very first D&D experience that was like the closest thing to it as possible. My other one was trying to arrange a group about 2 years ago and <laughs> I got these two guys off Craigslist, and they seemed pretty cool and chill. <laughs> Which is always the right way to start a story, oh, no totally. matter what you're trying to do. I got these two, two, 23, 24, DDF-free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's disease and, disease and drug-free for all you kids out there. <laughs> you got to be DDF to ride this bus, you know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. So mm-hmm. I got two in my D&D group. <laughs> Um, and I met up with them at, at the time it was me and, uh, and my girlfriend and, uh, we were, we wanted to play with a group of two. I was going to be the DM, et cetera, et cetera. They had never played. Uh, so we went to their place first just to kind of meet them and stuff like that. And they seemed okay. And then one of the guys, his name was Max and Max was like, uh, an actual alcoholic, but I didn't know it. <laughs> And um, oh god! And the other guy's name was Zach. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Max came without Zach the first time, and was like, "I don't know what happened to Zach, but we're just we could just play. We could just play Catan." And I'm like, "Okay." And we played, and then I was like, "Help yourself to some beer." And then he's like, "Okay." And then like literally five <laughs> years later, I was like helping him down the stairs of my apartment, and oh, um, and then I'm like, maybe he just wanted to have a fun night. You know, maybe it hasn't. And then. Uh, this time, the next time we actually played, I was like, maybe chill out on the beers a little bit. And then he was just an asshole the whole time. <laughs> and then the third time, uh, he decided to, he, we were like in the middle of the game. He got up off his seat, stood straight up and said, I have social anxiety, packed his stuff up <laughs> and left. And then his brother, Zach, got up, looked around and went, I'm his ride. And then he left with him. <laughs> so that's my first official <laughs> D&D experience. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is just a fraction of the fun you can have with tabletop roleplay. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Super also, fun. maybe a cautionary tale against Craigslist. <laughs> I will never do that again. Actually, I take that back because... I, I am in a group right now that I just started, and the guy I found that I'm, I've been uh, hung out with him like twice, he's actually really cool. I found him on CL, so you know what? You're a fucking hater. I'm, you just don't learn your fucking lesson. You wait till he arsons your house up or some shit like that. <laughs> well, I would say something funny that could also happen, but maybe he's listening. Hi. That's true. He's probably If not. you're listening, man. Be cool. Yeah, Don't be arson cool. his house up. Don't arson my house up, man. That's good shit. That's good shit. I think that, um, you know, I don't have, like, hilarious D&D stories to start off. Yeah. So you can't top I'm my, like, top my like, I'm pretty sure I put, like, Darth Vader in the game and stuff like that. So you can't top D&D oh, Darth shit. Vader. Nice. No, I mean, my first experience was also really homebrew. Like, my brother DM'd for me and my cousins. And, like, we didn't know any of the rules and i think we played for like an hour and a half or something until their parents came home and yelled at us to be quiet and go downstairs and then that was like the end of that but 
Yeah. Man, that taste was all I needed to know that, like, this shit is going to be something else. Mm. That's you tasting mm. it. And then I, like, didn't play D&D for, like, five years until high school. And then we had a D&D club in my high school, and I joined that shit, and it was dope as hell. Oh, my God. That sounds like so much fun. It was. We met, like, every week. It was fucking cash. But we were also high schoolers, so we had nothing better to do. Yeah. I miss that. Me, too. Now but we have that's... podcasts to record. Christ. I know. It's like, fuck, I can't do this much work. God. I can't carry this podcast this long, Duncan. I can't play Doom. <laughs> that's actually true. That's a real problem. Yeah. That... <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that um that that's gonna go ahead and segue relatively well into one of the first things that I wanted to talk about in in terms Shoot. of like comparing and contrasting. Um, I really think when you when you compare tabletop role playing games to like MMOs or something like that, it's really interesting the type of um like the way that the game affects people and the type of people it draws in, right? Because both of them you would expect to draw in like introverts basically because you get people that like they want you know some sort of uh interaction they want this like big sprawling world which you get but then you get you know they also don't want to necessarily like go out and meet people at bars because to be fair meeting people at bars sucks ass and it's shitty and it's hard to meet people as an adult in real life anyway yeah so you get these like these these people that come together but it's like I feel like, personally, it's a drastically different group of people. I don't know if you've noticed this, but, mm-hmm. like, in terms of who I've talked to that, like, plays MMOs versus who I've talked to that plays D&D, there's not a lot of crossover. I don't know if that's true for, like, you and your group of friends, yeah. but I would say, like, a lot of the people that I know that play MMOs, specifically, like, World of Warcraft, because apparently that's the only MMO that's existed in 15 years. Yeah. Um, they just What's like I'm like oh do you guys D&D? play D and D and they're mm-hmm. like oh no that like that always seemed like kind of crossing a weird line for yeah. us and they don't want to do it. I, have you run into any of that? Um, mm, not really. I think the people who I've played WoW with have been pretty open to playing D and D with. But what I will speak to that is the opposite. People who I know really? who have played D and D would not play WoW. Like you mm. know what I mean? Like it's something weird that like. I've o- I've only met WoW players that would are like okay with D and D, but I've met a lot of like D and D players that would like hate World of Warcraft and like hate everything it stands for. Um, I mean that's fair. It's a bad video game. So well, yeah, yeah and I mean MMOs in general, or like <laughs> honestly sometimes oh. like video games, like just like they they just prefer this kind of experience over um, any kind of mm. video game, um, which is super interesting and. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the ball away from you for this talking about the groups of communities is uh I if, like it for Sports those of metaphor. you <laughs> football that's ball not foot. alienating our audience <laughs> um uh, I went to two D and D adventure sessions uh, which are like weekly uh, small campaigns that are mo- mainly focused around battle not so much focused around the RPG aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. and you just do encounters and you fight and you level up and you bring your characters to the next session and there's like split groups and everything like that. And it was okay, but I, I prefer this like long form method of, you know, being able to like, uh, like grow your character, etc. But I think even looking at the group of people that come from that is so interesting because it's kind of like peeling away 
the world of warcraft people and in the sense of like imagine if you could see everybody's face in your raid party that's kind of what it was like it's like getting into a it's like getting into a dungeon and wow and then all of a sudden a face camp pops up and you can see all five people oh my god people would be so much less of assholes i feel like and they are see that's the thing is like everyone just kind of groups together in this very like nice way and they don't fucking yell at each other and they don't scream at each other because it's face-to-face person and they can't do that kind of stuff like they would Mm. just get kicked out which i mean happens in wow like if you're an asshole in the party you get kicked so it's kind of like it's this very interesting like if you peel the character that you see in wow's face back and you see this like you know like maybe it's a healer and a tank and it's a dad and a son i you know in my last session there was this like you know, six-year-old kid who was playing a healer and the dad was like a barbarian or a paladin or something like that. And it was kind of, I don't know. It's interesting to think about what roles people are and stuff like that and like what they play in a game and being able to see mm-hmm. that in like that kind of D&D encounter way was super interesting for me. Hmm. And then I actually, I want to, I want to peel back for a minute here yeah. to something you had said earlier. Cause you, when you were talking about these D and D adventures, you, you had mentioned that you did this to me a while ago, but I didn't really ask a whole ton of probing questions yeah. because I definitely knew we were going to do this podcast. So I wanted to save all the good radio <laughs> for here. Yeah. Um, uh, you said that it was largely focused on the combat, not so much the actual RPG aspect of yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. For you personally, is that like, is that as satisfying? Cause I know when I play no. like those RPG games, it's yeah, it's a hundred percent like, Hey, this combat is mildly interesting, but also the combat is the part that can be accurately, if not better, simulated by a video game. Exactly. Whereas the RPG aspect is the part where you just get to be like, just get to fucking run buck wild with it and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So. And and that's, see, I that's why I don't like that. That's why I told you, I'm like, I'm not so into it, is because I just don't like that. Like, I don't like the just combat scenarios and i mean there were some fun puzzles and stuff like that we got to discuss as a group and like figure out together and but Mm -hmm. so like if you only spend five hours on a character and then the next week you come it's a group of 10 different people or like maybe three of them are still there it's really hard to establish your character yeah i could definitely see that it it seems it seems much more like i don't know drop in and enjoy the mechanics of the game as opposed to like drop in and like really dive into the headspace of the game yeah which you know listeners of this podcast may know like i kind of all about that latter thing even when i play video games like yeah. diving in and you know, like recognizing the characters and things like that and that's like that's so cool and that's also like aside from being i think the unique part of role-playing games that's the part that is by far the hardest to capture is like creating these realistic interactions with people that obviously don't exist or these interesting interactions because like it's not a video game it's not structured like you just gotta fucking figure this shit out whoever is in charge of like doing every like the dm the gm whoever it is like they just have to like make this shit up on the spot and that's what's so fucking engaging especially to like yeah. Do or say something mildly unexpected that fits in character and just see how the person who's running the game runs with it. Like, that shit's so fucking cool. Yeah, and I mean, that's something that you'll never be able to get in World of Warcraft. But, but, 
And I'm just going to keep saying World of Warcraft. I refuse to say MMOs. <laughs> no, I mean, really, there's only two MMOs. There's World of Warcraft and there was City of Heroes. And those are the only two MMOs that have ever existed. And you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> you know, I do think the Final Fantasy one is really good. I actually really Shush enjoyed it. Out. I didn't play all of it, but it was really good. Are you talking about 14 or 11? 14. All right. It was good. All right. It was really fun. That's fine. That's fine. I heard good things about it. Yeah. It seemed cookie cutter final fantasy shit but it looked cool yeah so. definitely but but what I, yeah so i mean you can just can't get that with wow and stuff like that is like that that ever-changing story or like you know things could go completely crazy based on your decision it's impossible to program into a video game and that's definitely what yeah gives board or you know like rpg tabletop games their their niche they're like their specialty you know yeah allowing that creative freedom to kind of do what you want to do in a world in, in a way that could literally not be simulated by another medium because it's just too un it, it it's unfathomable you can't just be like oh well we've got this video game and at this interaction with this npc we've programmed forty thousand different ways it could go <laughs> like that that shit's not gonna happen because it's just not doable like it's yeah. physically not doable at this point but you know what else isn't doable What's that? Is also always having those responses be well-crafted thoughts that feel right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. <laughs> because, goddamn, have I had some disappointing responses to players as a DM. <laughs> of being like, uh, I just don't know what this character would say. Or, like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's just... And it's, it's just going to happen. There's no way you can avoid it because you don't know what people are going to choose. And... I'm not going to say no to them because it's not the answer I wanted because that's just not in the spirit of the game. But like, mm-hmm. you know, with stuff like, you know, giving um, giving a little bit more credit to like the video game side of RPGs, especially. Um, well, not so much with MMOs because I think writing an MMOs can, is garbage most of the time. It, it can be, but it could be. Yeah. It can be okay. Like it for the like, okay. raids and stuff like that, sometimes they can be kind of interesting. But and I'm going to I'm going to expand away from MMOs and just say like RPGs in general because even if you're playing yeah. like a multiplayer RPG they they can yeah, be something good. like Skyrim or something you know is, yeah, is multiplayer good... RPG right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, whatever yeah you you guys know what I mean so yeah I think <laughs> I think the fact that those responses are crafted will make for a better experience in that way of like having this st- story flow so much better that you live in um but yet again you don't have that freedom that's why the adventure books are so cool is because you get a little bit of free form like you get to free form it a little bit and then also there are some very structured events that are going to happen in the story when you talk about adventure books you want to go ahead and describe that just ever so slightly because i'm I'm not 100 percent sure what you mean there i'm sure other people oh like um like the the books you can buy at like game stores for D anD D that are like like Curse of Strahd or you know so like pre built one shot campaigns yes. basically yeah yeah the gotcha. ones that like take you from level one to fifteen in like a like a multiplayer session gotcha uh, yeah and I I to your point earlier I I do definitely think that is that is kind of in my mind one of the big differentiating factors when you're deciding whether you know. You know, what's the benefit to a, a tabletop RPG versus uh, like an RPG in, in a video game environment? I think one of the biggest differences is you get that you get that more almost novellic structure where it, things make sense. People have motivations and kind of follow them. The dialogue, again, this speaking to well-written games, the dialogue mm-hmm. like 
it it seems to serve a purpose. The scenes seem to serve a purpose, um, and it, it all flows very well. Whereas mm-hmm. you you know you can get snippets of that in in D anD D campaigns, and I suppose with like a really good dungeon master or something, or a really well thought out campaign, perhaps you could get a lot of that. But I mean, the reality is eventually it's going to break down, and somebody's going to say something dumb that doesn't fit character, and like yeah. you know, chances are everyone's going to laugh and have a good time with it. But it's a it's a very different experience from from like a tight linear you know, get to know these characters, get to understand them to like, I don't know, this is freeform interaction with the characters. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to say which one has more merit. I think they probably have about the same, but right. it's definitely, well, it's, it's interesting. See, and you have to think about the reasons you play each game, right? Because like when I play D&D and I play as a DM at least, I've played as a player and a DM, but I think I've played as a DM more because I find it more enjoyable, mm-hmm. is I... The reason I think it's fun is obviously what we were talking about before with like creating the story and giving options. I just love to play as the characters. Like I love to like, so the the campaign I'm playing right now is called out of the abyss and um, it has the players being captured by these drow when they go into this underdark area and it's like scary and everything like that. And uh, there are eight prisoners with them. And all of them have very distinct, different personalities. Like, one thinks that they were actually a wood elf, but in actuality, they're, like, this giant, ugly tiger monster, and he thinks he's, like, a pie <laughs> prince. The other one is, like, this... He's, like, addicted to gambling, and he will, like, literally gamble on anything. And so, it, playing each of these characters up and, like, being able to think of exactly what they would say in a creative way is what gives me that... um that fun and that uh that brain juice that just kind of like makes you like oh i'm you know this is fun i'm having a good time whereas when i play wow it's the numbers it's like the it's the progression it's the gear but like for D &D, it's obviously not that so yeah it's interesting to say like i played this game for this reason and this game for this reason and maybe that's why people who play each game have very like no i would not enjoy that experience at all because they play games for different reasons yeah i think that's true and i think to some extent um when you're comparing it to like a traditional single player rpg specifically versus a tabletop one you are almost you're almost forced to enjoy it for different reasons at least personally when i do i am because if i'm i'm not going to critique like you know writing in air quotes or dialogue or story bits as much if i'm playing with a group of three of my friends and we're also joking around the whole time yeah then if i'm like by myself in a room like trying to be engaged right like if if somebody says something that doesn't quite line up with the character if i'm with the group of people i'm just gonna like make a clever quip off of it because i'm very clever and that's what i do yeah um, i'm so if, <laughs> i'm so witty guys everyone I'm, look I'm, at my enjo- enormous ego penis <laughs> yes the ego penis it's, ego. you know it's, it's buffed up by all that brain juice i have so. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback uh, i respect uh, it <laughs> keep going glad to, hear, glad to hear but yeah i mean it's, it's like you're gonna get two different experiences just due to the nature of the way the game is structured i think which yeah. is 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 really cool because you're going to come into it with different expectations and different perceptions. So, you know, I mean, I, I remember the D and D campaign that we played in high school and, and I remember kind of like a lot of the ups and downs of the narrative structure of it. And 
in my head and when I was going through it, I thought it was an incredibly compelling narrative and it was a lot of fun. And like in reality, it probably like I think it had cool moments, but it also wasn't like it was disjointed and it didn't make a lot of sense. And the you know the characters had no depth to them; they were just cool. But like you know, games that I would normally criticize for like, oh, this character is one-dimensional or this character like clearly like his motivations don't make sense or like his writing is bad like that exact writing and motivation that like that exact character into a D campaign with a bunch of my friends would be totally like believable and a lot more fun and we would like poke fun at him but in my memory i would i would remember him as a lot like a lot more interesting and in-depth and i think it's cool that the game is structured in that way and i you know that could be personal for me but yeah. that's that's the way i feel about it a lot of the time yeah, no, I agree with that, and it's it's funny to think, like, if you took 60% of the characters that you make in D&D or in D&D and you put them into any kind of RPG video game, I think they would fall flat in a lot of ways because it's not that community of people who get to, like, kind of poke fun at this character's structure or, like, you know, their their voice lines or anything like that. Yeah, I that's fair, though. Also, I'm, you know... Don't come at my characters like that. They're all very deep. They're all very good. Yeah, they're, they're all very out. deep. They're all very clever. <laughs> exactly. They've got an enormous ego penis. Yes. Yes. yes all of my characters. Um, one one thing I I did I did kind of want to address this. We we've been saying D and D this whole time. Yeah. This is by no means strictly D and D only. Um, that is that is by far the most popular RPG. I think this is also something kind of interesting. A lot of people kind of assume that all tabletop role playing games are D and D. Yeah that's not true it's you know that's again by far the most popular but like i'm i'm in a pathfinder campaign right now which is kind of a an offshoot of D that is very more very much more rule heavy in mm-hmm. that just like if you can think of a character there's probably a rule for it if there's an action like there's something written down where you know you know you're supposed to roll this dice and that dice which whatever you know it's yeah i think we I, can I, talk I, about that in a whole yeah. like another sense so well i think we should skip that yeah, um, but again, there there are there are a lot of them. There's you know, Dungeon World is another relatively popular one that is quite the opposite of that that I think is really interesting and I've never played. And there's you know role playing like games Star based Wars on every fantasy. Like, yeah, yeah, there's Star Wars, there's Firefly, there's yeah, what have you. So, so we're speaking know, those in more broad terms. terms. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So just bear that in mind. I'm not like you know, I I don't think that those are like D and D's the only role playing game or anything like that, but it Isn't is it the though? only one that I have real. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. It's the only one that I have real experience with in Same. that regard. Same here. Yeah. Um, I think I want to take I want to take a little bit of a hard switch. Uh, to I like it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I just, you <laughs> thank know, you. you know, I want to just... take this thirty seconds of someone's precious time and thank you, Alex, for for <laughs> enjoying my switch. It's a hard switch, you know. I, hard I like hard switches. They, you know, they keep things moving. They keep things, you know, switched up. You know, what's your hard switch, Duncan? <gasps> Learning the rules, man. Oh my oh, god! Oh <laughs> shit! That's like at most a soft switch, but I like it. Let's go with it. I, I'm sorry. I I should have made a, like a clap, like a learning the rules. That would have been a hard mm. switch. 
I mean, the content is really what I think was a soft oh. slip, so I don't think there's any anything you could have. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You've crushed my dreams. It's fine. We've wasted so much more time. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, I think something when like talking about any card or board game versus like video games of like learning the rules and stuff like that and how much time and effort it takes to be like to set up a game because like if I have mm-hmm. some friends over and stuff like that and I just I want to do something with them and it's a game. Unless everyone knows how to play Settlers of Catan, well, fucking add 20 minutes on, or Catan, or whatever the fuck you say. Uh, <laughs> add another, like, 20 to 30 minutes of the game onto it. And also add, like, another, like, 20 or 30 minutes of the person who is new, like, not having fun. Because everyone else is really good at the game, and he doesn't, or he or she doesn't really understand it. And I think with video games, that can happen with the second part. But, like... God, it's so easy to pick up so many video games and just, like, as long as you have a basic understanding of games as a whole, like, and have played a lot, uh, just pick up on something. And I think, like, that's a lot of the reason why tabletop games aren't as popular uh, is because people don't want to learn shit. Like, they really don't. And, I mean, maybe there are people out there who, who really enjoy, like, learning new games and, like, being the one person who doesn't know how to play, but, like... I don't know that many, too many people who are like super into that um, because most people are like, well, we play this game and like, cause that's the one we know how to play. Yeah. I, I think to, to what you said earlier that um, it like, it's so much easier to just pick up a game as long as you have an understanding of it and then just know what to do compared to board games. I, I, I'm not sure I think that's necessarily true because mm-hmm. I mean, how many people do you know that, that play video games and you know, I play I, you know, Call of Duty and third-person shooters, and I enjoy them, and there you go. And then put those people in front of, you know, like an XCOM or a Civilization, and sure. all of a sudden they're they're equally as lost. Whereas, again, you know, I I played, uh, I started playing Smash Up, which is a card game, you know, where you basically create, you know, just pre-built decks of cards that are all themed, you know, like superheroes, mm-hmm. aliens, things like that. And then you you play this against another group, like a different group of people, and you all pull these cards and it, it becomes like a relatively simple card game relatively quickly. Yeah. And I think those like those skills transfer just as easily. Like if you know how to play magic, the gathering, and if you know how to play something like mm. hearthstone, which is, you know, obviously mm-hmm. a video game, but it's, it's a card game, video game. If you know how to play, um, fucking like, Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, even to that extent, like you'll pick up that game really easily more so than you'll pick up a game like, you know, Pandemic, which is another game that I, I started playing recently, another board game that I started playing yeah. recently. And I, I think it is just, I think it's those genre things again. Um, well, that's interesting. I think the I only really think difference, like that. yeah, the only difference is that video games have a way to enforce their rules onto you, right? You can't break the rules of a video game because it won't let you. Whereas board games, you just, you have to, you know, reread the rules and, uh, you know, Go you back get into an argument with some of your friends being like, no, 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 what you just did is bullshit. No, fuck you. Take that back. What you <laughs> did is bullshit. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily that, that video games come easier. I think it's probably that we have, I mean, is there a style of video game you haven't played versus is there a style of board game you haven't played? Because there are definitely styles of board games that I still haven't played, but same. I find it generally, like, if they're similar to another one, I can pick them up roughly the same speed I can pick up another video game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably 100% true. I, did, I guess I didn't really think of it like that in the genre, spe- uh, genre sense because I honestly, I haven't played that many card and different kinds of card and board games. But every mm-hmm. time, you know, I especially when I introduce someone to it, because 
anytime I like, you know, I just don't have a lot of border card game friends, and like it's very, it's kind of difficult to yeah, to totally. have that. So it almost feels like a crutch, uh, or like a, you know, like a that, that's not the right word. Crutch is not the right word. Like a giant <laughs> leap for me to like be able to get them into that because mm. of that gap because they don't play that kind of stuff. So I guess that's what gives me that that um, preconceived notion instead of like, which is interesting that you. I I assume that a lot of your friends and like that area um have played a lot of those so it's you know those kind of like genre associations go well for you. Yeah, I think I think mm-hmm. that is pretty much a lot of the case. And I also think there is something to be said for, you know, why it might seem that people are opposed to learning it is like if you get a group of 5 people together and you're like, "Hey, do you guys want to sit around and learn this new card and or board game? Chances are they're going to say like, oh, well, no, we came here to like interact and hang out and do all this. Like, unless somebody can explain it to me quickly, <laughs> they're not going to want to do it. But <laughs> but what know. else would they want to do, though? <laughs> Play a video game? <laughs> eh? I mean, eh? 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 drink a lot. That's also an option. <laughs> That's true. Um, but you can but do yeah. it at the same time. You can't learn a new game and drink a lot. I will tell you that right now. Well, you can learn, then drink and play. That is that is true. Um, but you can't yeah, drink, I, I, learn, play. <laughs> well, you can drink, learn, wrong, play. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is definitely something that is well within people's reach. Um, but yeah, I I do think in addition to that, there's. There's, there's a number of factors that go into whether or not people are interested in learning games. And I think generally it seems like people are more disinterested in that. Um, also probably partially because video games are usually crafted in such a way that the first 20 minutes of them is really enticing, whereas board games are crafted in such a way that the first 20 minutes of them are set up. So yeah. people are like, oh, I don't want to sink that time in to learn something new and set up before something fun happens, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's interesting. I kind of changed my opinion on that. Hell hard yeah. switch. Give me one, Alex. <laughs> Damn, that's a hard switch, yo. Damn, <laughs> that was the pussiest damn I've ever heard in my life. Damn, that's a hard switch, yo. That was better. Better? Worse? Is it worse, Duncan? I have You're no laughing comment. like it was worse. I have no comment. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop on to a, 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 something else. I was thinking about a little bit earlier today when we had decided on this topic because we super prepped it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I found really interesting is when you are trying to give what I'll basically call a sales pitch, which, you know, you'll understand if you've ever tried to convince your friends to play <sighs> something you are playing. I'm so bad It's very different if you're doing a board game versus a tabletop game versus a video game, right? Because, like, of those three tabletop games by far the most difficult oh I think. my god it's so difficult yeah especially like convincing to someone, someone who doesn't played, like a card oh game. my it's impossible it's impossible they just it's have to see actually it impossible yeah so it, it's like if i'm talking about a video game i can give a very like pie in the sky pitch to somebody who doesn't know it you know if i'm trying to pitch doom to somebody who doesn't play video games. I can be like, you fucking run around and jump and shoot demons' heads off with a shotgun and, like, smash their face into the ground, and it's fucking got a sick-ass metal track in the background. Yeah. And, like, people generally will be like, dope, that sounds cool. 
if I'm trying to pitch D&D to someone who's never played it, I'm like, yeah, you like make a character and then you roll some dice and say what you're going to do. And then some dude tells you whether or not you did it. And it's like, it's a hard fucking pitch to make. Even though I think like, you know, it can be so much fun and you can get into such crazy, wacky circumstances. I can't be like, well, let me tell you about this campaign me and yeah. my friends had. Because yeah. that's not a good pitch. No, no, no. Because right when the moment when you start describing what you and your friends like did and like how it got crazy and stuff like that is the moment you lose them like instantly um again because it's it's more of a friend experience of like you know you you get a feel of the room of like what they find interesting or funny or fun and like then Mm -hmm. you apply it to them and like not knowing the person you're trying to pitch it to unless you just like made up something that like would apply to them (laughs) uh, you know i don't think it would work out very well so that's super true and, and yeah, as you said, no. like, card and board games are kind of in the middle where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you can be like, um, with Catan, it's kind of like, oh, uh, you capture settlements and, like, you know, strategize your roads and stuff like that. And, like, that sounds kind of boring, but, you know, it sounds better than how you pitched it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Again, I think board games are, like, differing levels. Again, like, if I was to pitch Pandemic Legacy right now, which, pro tip, if you haven't played it and you have friends that play board games, go play Pandemic Legacy. It's the best board game that's ever been made. But, you sure. know, you're... You can you can make these pitches where it's like, oh, the game does this cool thing, and it's got, like, this really neat mechanic where things change over time, and, like, you go for this, you know, cool objective, but then you also get, like, like you said, games like Settlers of Catan, where you're like, oh, yeah, you, you know, every turn someone rolls a dice, and then you get, like, wood or grain or stone, <laughs> and then eventually you can build roads, and you want to build the longest road, because that gets you victory point. Like, it's, it's badass! <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, I've, I do not know someone who's played Settlers of Catan that's been like, that game sucked, because that person's an asshole, and I don't want to be friends with them. Yeah, but, like, definitely don't want to be friends with them. Yeah, the sales pitch on video games is just so fucking much easier to make yeah it's just i mean not the games we've played for this podcast those have all been hard sells but (laughs) most games have you ever tried to Uh, explain like a game you're playing for the podcast to a friend yeah definitely isn't it just like the worst (laughs) it it was when i had to explain dropsy yeah fuck off dude dropsy (laughs) was the easiest to explain of people being like oh that's like really interesting that's that's oh you and i had different experiences when i was like yeah it's a point and click adventure game and you play a clown and you try and get people to hug you and everyone goes yeah (laughs) okay sounds great can't wait to listen to it (laughs) i explained it much differently so well you and i viewed that game differently yeah well it'll come up every episode (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty much right. well, hold on it did <laughs> come up much. in our story games i don't yeah, do you yeah. think it came up in contrast i think it might uh, have. i don't know Fuck it that. came up in Fuck one of our game. episodes it definitely came up in firewatch i don't know yeah we were comparing good games to bad games so that would make sense <laughs> <laughs> shots fired what up developer uh duncan you want to hit us with another one of those fucking hard switches though oh i'm sorry was that supposed to be a Hard switch. Because <laughs> to me, it sounded like a little baby hard switch. I asked you to hit us up with it. I did oh, not give okay. us that hard switch. Okay. So I appreciate the enthusiasm. Okay. Um, yeah. I I think this one's going to be kind of short. This is a short hard cool. switch. But Hell yeah. I short think- hard switch is a great band name, by the way. But come on. <laughs> I think, um, like, 
and this can be argued as face cam, but like who's like playing face cam while you're playing video games? But I think like poker face, like having poker faces and like being able to look at someone's facial expressions while you're playing a card or board game or a tabletop game, like while you're explaining things or like while you take a move and being able to see someone's like body language and stuff like that is super cool and interesting as a mechanic that I don't think video games will ever really have. Yeah, I think that is, that is you know, sans VR getting crazy good compared to where it's at right now. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that's definitely true. Like, the ability to actually be able to read a face or, like, watch for tells mm-hmm. is just not something you get in video games. Unless yeah. it's, like, pre-programmed, and if it's pre-programmed, you know it's way overblown, so it's obvious. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, the, like the facial expressions in um, L.A. Noir. <laughs> I haven't played that game. It's it's so it's just like it's like when someone's lying, they like make the most like <laughs> mentally disabled looking face of like uh, oh god, uh, uh, like they don't fucking know what they're talking about. Like it's I really so hope bad. you're trying to make that face right now. I am while I was making yes. noise, just like and it's so bad. It's it's yeah. I don't know, I bet it gets better, but I like. Like, obviously, the first couple levels are probably really easy, but, like, it's not so much a detective game, more so you trying to figure out what expression the game was trying to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, that yeah. is something that's getting better, though. Like, even in games nowadays, you look at, like, you know, I, I guess you haven't played any of the Uncharted series, but Uncharted 4 did some really good facial work to the point where, like, it you could kind of tell what a character was thinking based on their facial animations, which is fucking crazy but awesome yeah. um but again like it, it'll never be you know it'll never be as good as as playing with people in a circle and that all comes down to like the community idea of like the community you build in a board game or a tabletop game or a card game is just i think it's almost inherently stronger or it not even necessarily stronger but it's just more alive than the community in a video game yeah. that you'll build Exactly. Which is weird, because, like, I was fucking all about the community in video games when I played City of Heroes. Like, shit, dude. Those were my friends. <laughs> they were real. I've never heard of City of Heroes. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Have you ever heard of, like, Champions Online? I think. Okay, so City of Heroes, right? <laughs> you, get, you get, like, you get to build your own superhero, and it's fucking dope, and the character creator's, like, amazing, and you go into this big, sprawling city called Paragon City, and you get to, you know, you get to work with these big, special superheroes, and you get powers, and you can choose whether you want to, like, super jump, or fly, or run really fast, or teleport, and uh, my first dude was called, like, what was it? He was, like, Mr. Electrode, but, like... No, 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 never mind. That would have been good. He was called Electron 8. He was a lot worse than that. And he had, like, a big orange jumpsuit and green hair and, like, red horns, and it looked dumb as hell. It was maybe my favorite experience with a video game ever in my life. I think I played that game for, like, a hot five minutes and uninstalled it. I hate you so much right now, Duncan. <laughs> I hate you so much. All it right, was Alex. the best MMO. You know what we were talking about sales pitches earlier? Okay. I'm putting, okay. Ser- I'm putting City of Heroes below tabletop games. Fuck you. <laughs> it was so good. It was so much fun. Uh, oh, God. It was. I bet it was. I, I, I've played a bunch of I've 
played MMOs like that where I got really into them and they were fucking stupid. So I no, it does no fuck you with this fucking stupid yeah, bullshit. I'm sure you City of Heroes was a really good game, and I'm sure if you came back to it, you'd really enjoy it. Well, they closed the servers down, so I can't. Do you think there's any like, like private the servers? Fuck off. No, there's not. They're trying. They're working on it. Anyway. Well, if it ever comes back up, I'll do a thoughts from player one on City of Heroes. Hell yes, we will. Wait, and did we'll they have a the City of Villains? Game. Yeah, it, it was an expansion <gasps> a couple years later. I did play later. that. I did play Hell that. yeah, man. But, I mean, I didn't play a lot of it. I you know, played five minutes of it and threw it in the trash. <laughs> I'm going to fucking drive to your house and beat you up. <laughs> Please do. It'd be nice to see you again. I'd like to get cookies <laughs> with you. That's... <laughs> I don't have anyone else to get cookies with, man. That's totally fair. No one it's will walk like, with me. A, this is getting too hard. personal. <laughs> Sorry. Back up. Um, let's get back into the podcast. You sound good. You want to take a hard turn back to podcasting? I want to take a soft turn. Let's take a little like, okay. a wide left. Okay. Here's, here's one thing I want to talk about. Now that we've had a lot of jokes, let's get really fucking serious. Um, I want to talk about this kind of almost relying back to my first point the perception of people who play video games frequently versus the perception of people who play tabletop games frequently in like the general zeitgeist of the world. Hmm. Cause it's very, very different in my opinion. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I had to think about that one for a second. Yeah. Just cause th- that's totally fine. Think about it. Well, play me well, off. Well, I, well, I espouse <laughs> as me playing you off. Um, the general like idea I think is for some reason. And I think it's because video games have become this like multi-billion dollar industry. And it's just like, you know, everyone from super nerds to frat boys will at least play some video games. And there's, you know, an Xbox and or an Xbox or a PlayStation in most households, if not a computer. So, you know, you can say you play video games and people have no issue with it. And you can say you play like these types of narrative video games and people might be weirded out, but they're at least willing to kind of give it a shot to some extent. Yeah. I really feel like the perception of people who play tabletop role-playing games has not changed to that extent yet. I still feel okay. like if you say like, yeah. oh, I play D&D, people still have an image of the type of people who play D and D in their head. And like, it's, it's categorically wrong for a lot of like, you know, not obviously there's, you know, some people like the people they're imagining, but like, it's not, it's not correct. But people, even though D and D has been around for fucking ever, they still don't know what it's like. They just assume that it's a bunch of people sitting in their mom's basement, rolling dice and then like yelling magic missile over and over again, which, you know, Oh, yeah, sort of true, I mean, but no, I think, okay, so this is kind of interesting as I think the, um, the perception of D and D is, is the amount of role play that people get into. And I, you know, some people do really get into the role play, but I think they think for that game to be like valid, you have to put a wizard's hat on and you have to talk like a wizard or I have yeah. to talk like a dwarf and I'm a tough guy. And like, you have to like get into the character to the point that you're like doing the voice, wearing the clothes, acting a hundred percent like them. And then when they're like, uh, how you doing, Jesse? You're like, I'm not Jesse. I'm <laughs> Galvendorf, the dwarf of the Iron Hills. Like, and that just doesn't happen. Like 99% of the time, I'm not even saying yeah. the right character names. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like, it's just this like, and it's the same thing with like LARPing and stuff like that, where like, 
I feel like when I played, I, I did like a foam sword battle thing, but I didn't get into like the costumes and the, the magical part of it. I just, we just did foam swords and shit like that. And I told people about it. They're immediate drawn to conclusion of like me with a cape and a tunic on and like, you know, throwing magic missiles. Yeah, the bird totally. Scene, like the meme they saw, but <laughs> yeah. So I think you're totally right of like, it's such a, like video games have progressed so much to a like what people envision a gamer as and i mean we can yeah, talk about that forever but <laughs> it's an accepted sort of standard that like oh you play video games because you're like i mean honestly it's because you're like a dude you play video games that makes sense so i guess the reaction would the way that i would be feeling about this may be different if i was you know like female or transgender or something like that but as just like a guy it's like oh you play video games yeah that makes sense that's what guys do like between the ages of zero to like 35 right now um well like what do you mean by like like do you mean that in like in the sense of like if you heard that like like i guess i'm confused by your like the whole gender thing yeah just the like if the portion of people that play video games is still um largely not largely it is still a majority male though yeah. i think that is kind mm-hmm. of shifting and not like Definitely. shifting heavily but it is starting to become closer to 50 50 but the acceptable standard thing i think is more more gendered right like if yeah if a guy stays in his room and plays video games for like 10 hours one day it's like oh yeah that you know he's just he's just being a guy he just wanted to relax but like it is significantly less frequently seen that somebody does that who is again like female or gendered in some other way yeah um Hmm. to the point that I think that would be almost less acceptable again, right? Like, you don't, you know, browse people's Facebooks and see a bunch of girls talking about how they play video games for 10 hours. They'll talk about how they, like, watch Netflix for 10 hours, which is, again, totally fine. Like, all of that is totally fine. You know, whatever you do, you do you with your time. But it is less common to see that from a female perspective than a male perspective. I, I think it's more common, but I think it's less common than you think. It is. Ex- expand on that. You think it is more common to see women playing video games? I think it's more common than you think to see, like, a woman or whoever binging on a game than you might think. I think... I do. Th- I agree with you that it's more common to think that with the, with the male. Mm. But, like, I think it might be a little bit more, like... Uh, yeah, more common than, than you think. I think this is kind of... A, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying a little bit, like... <laughs> I, I'm not saying, like, I think the split's 70-30 men or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, the culturally accepted norm is heavily favored in terms of men playing video games as opposed to women playing video games, to like, a, for a large extent, I think. Hmm. Like, I mean, when's the last time you watched a fucking, like, CBS show and saw a group of girls playing video games for a long time on there? Like, it, it, well, it doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, I mean, but that's, like, I mean, <laughs> that's, like, what the writer of said show like imagines in pictures which is generally always skewed compared right. to reality it's different than the reality of it but that's like that's largely the point right the socially acceptable and like the socially the oh, social I norm of it mean. again uh, has to do okay. with how people view it because like again we were just talking that the reality versus the social like view mm-hmm. of, of tabletop games okay. is so fucking skewed Oh, yeah, I get what so. you're saying now. Okay, I had a huge misunderstanding of what you're saying. That makes sense. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I may have misspoken in some ways. Maybe I, I just daydreamed for like three minutes. 
I mean, you know, it's a long podcast. I've been there. You know, you'll say some shit, and then like five minutes later, I'll be like, "Yeah, man, that's fucking right." But like, what about exactly what you just said, though? <laughs> I like to imagine that you're daydreaming, and then I go hard switch, and then you fucking wake up. <laughs> so, but well, you know, it's happened. Yeah, I I think, and I also think to add a second layer to what we were talking about the whole like tabletop RPG, like we were kind of layering it into three of like cardboard games, video games and, uh, and tabletop like RPGs Mm -hmm. like that. And then if someone, if you hear someone that like plays card or board games, it's almost become like a very like, and at least in my experience with socializing around here is like, it's a lot more accepted in that way. Like if I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally. love Catan. It's like so many people are like, oh, definitely. Where if I was like, yeah, I love D and D. It's very like, like you, the the images start to come back. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah, me with mm-hmm. the fucking dwarf hammer in my hands. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that is some something to do with the fact that if you say like, oh, I love playing board games. Like, again, it's such a social experience that people have experienced because you'll play board games from like, you know the time you're really young you'll play Candyland and sorry and i mean sorry you'll keep playing until you're like 80 seconds fucking awesome that but this game is awesome Part-cheesy. you know it, it's <laughs> it's things where people have a, a touchstone like they can relate to that whereas mm-hmm. D a lot of people didn't and you know i you know i i don't know why it turned out that way maybe people just don't want feel like being creative maybe they're not into like fantasy or sci-fi maybe it has to do with the whole like children playing D will be taken by the devil that happened in like the 60s or whatever <laughs> yeah. um but it's 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 a world of difference you're you're definitely right like yeah i have yet to meet a group of people our age you know in, in their like mid-20s where i'm like oh yeah like do you like board games and they're like no fuck that board games are for losers like that conversation yeah. doesn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so like what's kind of interesting too is like the um like I think it's really funny that like the the like media hasn't really gotten to D&D in any way like they haven't really gotten to board or card games in any way but they've certainly got to like video games in a fucking real negative way in a lot of ways some positive but mostly negative especially with like the higher and like I like I was at work today or another day or whatever and uh i'm training someone and i had told her that i was like they're you ask me what i do in my free time and i was like yeah i play um i play D sometimes and they go oh yeah i love stranger things and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah the demo gorgon is so cool and i'm like hmm, that's not exactly what it is but okay <laughs> holy shit that's fucking amazing (laughs) i just thought it was really funny that so i think it's like seeing and i mean i think the interpretation of D &D and stranger things is fine like i I don't think it's anything special but i don't think it's like negative or positive anyways just you know none of them are like dressed up in the fucking costumes and they're not like being super serious about it they're like just having fun and eating pizza and like talking to each other um yeah and, and in a lot of ways, it's a really accurate. Dis- yeah, it's depiction. super accurate. Like it's it's a really good, you know, way I mean, to show. Yeah, there's more tension in it than any game of D and D I've ever actually played. But well, so, yeah, but I mean, that firebolt though, it should have killed me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, guys, go watch Stranger Things. Also, if you haven't seen it, that's just fucking awesome. Yeah, the D. If you have interest in D and D, the D and D scene happens like once. 
in the beginning. Yeah, there's there's, there's like three callbacks to it throughout the whole show. It's yeah. not what makes that show special, but yeah. <laughs> fucking good show. Go watch good it. Show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a funny funny thing to give you. Yeah, that's that's you, you're right. I, I you know taking away the fact that that was hilarious, I do think you are right <laughs> that a lot of it has to do with the fucking like no no media really covers that in a fair way like no media covers D D or you know again you know any tabletop role-playing game in like a way that depicts any experience i've ever had but you know again <laughs> people just play video games on tv shows and movies all the time yeah it's it's i mean admittedly they do it wrong by like clacking buttons in every direction and pressing <laughs> eighty thousand things at once 90 degrees <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but regardlessly you know that's done wonders, I think, for making it just socially acceptable comparatively. And again, I'm I'm not saying like everyone who hasn't played it's a fucking judgmental asshole and they all hate us for it. Like, yeah, I think still the vast majority of people, if you say like, oh, I play D and D, they're like, oh, that's you know interesting. But I think there is that there's the hesitation there where they say like, oh, are you? No, you're probably fine. <laughs> you're <but> probably <laughs> fine. There's, there's like, I think there is that hesitation. <laughs> yeah totally like yeah like if i come over to your house am i gonna like <laughs> have to drink from a grail and eat mutton like <laughs> okay anyone who comes to my house and is like oh you're not gonna make me drink from a grail and eat mutton are you they're not fucking welcome in my house anymore because that sounds awesome <laughs> like if i came to someone's house and they're like here's this gold fucking cup full of liquor and this meat i cooked for you yeah I mean, yeah i'm not gonna fucking bitch about that yeah. totally oh uh, god do you have any more hard hard turns for us do Talking. i have another hard term uh turn i turn I turn turn i have a hard switch hard switch what, what are, that's it nintendo that's what we switch saying. One, Nintendo Switch. One two switch? You know what? I actually do have something to say about the one two switch that's kind of relevant to this. Or okay. the Nintendo Switch. Which the game I'm talking about is the one two switch. You know what that game is? You ever see it? Not really. No no no. So this might be a little lost on you, but there's this <laughs> Oh good. <laughs> Only fifty percent of the podcast won't get what you're talking about. <laughs> well for the we'll we'll t- hey, I'll talk about it. It's not that hard to understand. So it's yeah, a game okay. that should totally be bundled with the Switch, but it's not for some reason and being sold for $40, but that's another podcast entirely. It's called <laughs> Shit on Nintendo, the podcast, but I'm all about that podcast. <laughs> so the whole game is like, because we were talking earlier about like, like being able to read someone's body language and their eyes and stuff like that, but the whole game mm. is based around um, two people having an interaction with the like with the new Wiimotes or whatever and they're only looking at each other they're not looking at a screen together so like one of the huh. examples of the game is like a like a draw game where it's like so like you'll both be like pointing your guns at each other and then you'll like hear like a draw and then you have to fucking like you know pull the trigger faster than the other person but like the whole idea is like I mean, that could easily be done looking at a screen, but the whole idea about all these games are, like, you're doing it next to another person, or, like, you're doing it, like, with them, uh, and you're looking at them, or near them, and I'm sure there'll be a couple, like, interactive games where you, like, look at how someone's moving their hands, and you have to, like, kind of move that in a counter way. I don't know exactly how it all works, but I think video games getting to that point of, like, some kind of interesting, like, looking at each other interaction is kind of cool 
and I think it's interesting to wonder if they thought about that in any way of like, God, I love like, you know, playing board games or card games and being able to like look at people instead of just looking at a screen together. Yeah. I, I think that is, that's definitely possible. I do kind of think video games are starting to trend that direction a little more in yeah. terms of like, like co-op type games where the, the interaction between you and other people is the major component. And then the game is kind of the supplementary component in the background. Yeah. Which I is think, awesome. yeah, I think that's really cool. Things like that. Things like, um, uh, keep talking and nobody explodes where the main component is you talking to other people and trying to describe what you see but the game is again kind of secondary to the whole thing yeah um, like if you were like, just playing keep talking and nobody explodes and you had the manual in your hands like how boring would that be yeah for people who don't know i guess we should explain oh, yeah. it really briefly it's like a game where one person gets to look at what is basically a bomb and it's got a bunch of like modules on it and they have to describe what they see to other people, and those other people are basically holding manuals either physically or, you know, looking them up online that have instructions on how to diffuse it based on what is shown. So it's a really cool interaction where the person is saying, like, oh, I see this, and it's got, like, these color wires, and the timer says this, and then the person's, like, flipping through the manual going, all right, well, with these wires, you're going to want to cut this, and it's, it's really cool. And I think, again, games are they're really learning how to take advantage of that interaction in a really unique way. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. But I do think that inspiration is, is very largely drawn from things like board games and card games and, and to some extent D and D and Pathfinder and shit like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> that's a, that's a good evaluation on it. I don't really have any yeah. much more to say about that, but I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think the uh, one thing I, I did want to really quickly touch on for, for people is I think in terms of finding that good connection between the two and in terms of seeing like how much like there is crossover between board games um, specifically and, and, and people who play video games, you get games like Tabletop Simulator, which I know Duncan oh, mentioned yeah, like we, you wanted to yeah. bring up. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I think that is like such an incredibly cool piece of software. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, I'll give you a brief summary of Tabletop Simulator for those of you who do not know. Uh, It is a video game that places you and up to like 12 people, I think, in a virtual uh, world. You can use VR in it, but you don't have to, of like Mm. a table and you can load in pretty much any board or card game that you want. It gives you like a base set of like chess pieces and um like some kind of cards or whatever but it also supports steam workshop so people can upload like uh images of board you know board games card games etc mm-hmm. and uh tabletop games and they can like load in models for D pieces and stuff like that uh the pieces can have animation to them which is just fucking radical um and there's just a lot of things to it um there's also just like a lot of like funny physics stuff to it like you can just press a button <laughs> and you flip the table or like you can flick pieces which is just like a just like a dream of mine just to be able to just flick stuff like a lot of stuff it's like a weird yeah. satisfying uh <laughs> destruction in your brain that you're like yes i love this yeah or like you can just like spawn in ten thousand marbles and just shake them up and throw them so mm. you know it's stuff like that that those are the kind of things you do initially with it but once you're done with that you know that you'll you'll end up doing it more but (laughs) um it's you know a way that you can play these card and board games with someone over the internet and um for free which is kind of amazing but also kind of perplexing uh, in the way that it's like (laughs) Wow, that really fucks over the ma- developer of that card. Yeah, uh, look, copyright infringement. Uh, this thing of the past. Don't yeah, let's not worry about that right now. <laughs> uh, 
so I I have personally a decent amount of experience with it recently because I I don't actually play, um, like I I don't think I've ever played a full board game on there. I don't really play card games on there that much, but I am currently um in a like D and D Pathfinder campaign, and we play all of our games on that, and it does a phenomenal job of simulating people just like hanging out like you know that spawns in this board and everybody gets you know pieces and you roll dice and everybody can see the dice roll yeah. in front of you and see what it lands on and you know the way we have it set up there's like ipads at people's desks so you can be looking up things online and somebody will play like an obnoxious youtube video and everyone will say like oh shut up turn that off and like yeah. it, it does it does a really like it has all of these tools to make it feel just like a genuine experience which is something that's really really cool that i have not seen replicated well in any other software before definitely Um, so if nothing else i just want to throw mad props to it and you know the first um like the first night we were playing people were talking and this this is kind of like the future that excites me about video games and like the collaboration between them like how cool would it be like we're playing with you know, people in Colorado and people in Illinois and people in Canada and, like, they're all coming together at the same time. And, like, how dope would it be, you know, five years in the future if we're doing the same thing but it's all in VR and we've, like, scanned virtual avatars of ourselves and we're all, yeah. like, holding things and waving and, like, it's such an exciting potential on yeah. top of an already exciting piece of software. <laughs> and then the creator dies and releases three keys and three gates. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a... suddenly Ready Player One happens. Yes. And yes. <laughs> but, and, but yeah. And then it's the dark dystopian future we've all known was coming. Yes. Thank God. But yeah, I totally. Well, yeah. yeah, not really. <laughs> no, no, it sounds kind of actually bad. Um, I take it all back. Fuck it. I'm going to go delete tabletop. Yeah, delete. It's 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 bad. It's not. It's gonna lead to a bad future. But no, I I fucking I so agree with you. It's so amazing to be able to act as almost as accurately as possible as we can right now. Um, really simulate being able to experience those games with someone who you are not face to face with, or if you just don't have time or the means to meet up. Like I'm sure there's mm. tons of people who are like live close to each other, but they're just like, no, I just want to stay at home and play play with this game on my computer and like that's cool and um yeah and also totally. you know i've done this a couple times it's a great way to meet new people um i think it's so hard especially with video games that aren't mmos to meet new people and have friends with them like how many how many friends do you make playing a six minute overwatch game like zero you know it's, not half as many as i make playing a game of league of legends the game with the best <laughs> community on earth <laughs> exactly and like so and it's and they're so this is something else that we can get into of like the comparison of community of video game players versus you know card and board game players is like when i came into a game that i didn't know how to play and they were like do you know how to play the game and i'm like no i'm sorry they're like no 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 i'll explain it to you and then they like took 20 real minutes of their life to explain a game to me and i listened I've had other people or I had to explain like I play I I've played hosted quite a couple of uh, uh smash up games the game Alex was talking about and mm-hmm. people just took the time to listen to me on how to play the game now now if I said you're not playing Overwatch right or you're not playing League of Legends right let me explain to you why you're playing oh, it no. wrong oh no oh no all of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden oh, man. I'm toxic like in yep. it's this it's this just different experience and i'm sure people get butt hurt in tabletop simulator and they throw fits about rules and stuff like that but just 
talking about the rules and how to play the game on a base level and like how friendly everyone was uh comparatively to like when you did better or when you lost they're like wow that was you know that was that was good or like that was fun or like well played like actually genuinely saying like well played on that move even in tabletop simulator is so crazy because they're already in that mindset that it's not that video game you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it's the you know totally. that friendly tabletop world that they're looking for and i think it has a community that just like has that um pre pre notion to just like be friendly and nice to everyone and like explain the rules and just like you know just be just don't be a dick um, yeah and maybe the, that's the just... thing you do have to watch out for though is don't join a group that is exclusively friends trying to play that left their game open because yeah. <laughs> i've been those friends before when we're playing like oh we're playing a fun four-man game uno and then someone joins and they're like oh fuck we forgot to make it a private game Guess which one of the five of us is getting skipped or reversed past 100% of the rest of the game because it's the fucker that we don't know. Um, And, like, that's shitty, and we're shitty people, and we shouldn't have done that, but don't take that personally if it happens because it is going to happen. It's the same thing as if, you know, you kick down the door in someone's house and you're like, hey, what are you guys playing? I want a piece of this. <laughs> but to be fair, how, did that, how does that person know? It's not his fault. No, they don't. And I, that's why I'm saying, like, password. don't take it personally. Like, they're not, you know, the, the vast majority of the time, if that happens, it's people that are like, oh, we fucked up. But also, we're all in a Skype call, and we're assholes, so we're going to have fun with you. Oh, yeah, totally. Whereas, again, if that if that happens in a game like League of Legends, and you're like, oh, guys, what's up? And, like, then people are going to, like, it, it's a different. They're not like, oh, let's have a little bit of fun. They're like, oh, let's see if we can get this person to uninstall this game and quit video games forever. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully, time, if we're really lucky, they'll kill themselves on cam for all of us to watch. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Dude, that is the Guys, real don't mentality. play League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't play League of Legends. Yeah, and I mean, that's not to say that Tabletop Simulator doesn't have its trolls. Like, I've had someone just come in and just oh, fucking totally. throw my pieces around and just be like, lol, and then they leave. But fucking whatever, though. But, like, the you know, those people don't really count. But, like, the people you actually play with, like, you know, it's great. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Duncan, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about this week? Hmm. No. I think we can, uh, I think we can call that... As the kids say, quitsies. <laughs> kids don't say that, Duncan. But not, do they not? Uh, no. Let I me mean, check. Let me check my. They kid. did. Let me check my. Uh, what the kids say, Oman. www.whatarethekidssaying.com. No, they said it in 2012, but that's long since passed. So. That's when I graduated. Wow, that tells you guys how old I am. Uh, see, now you outed yourself. You fucked up. Um, so Graduated <laughs> college. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this uh, very stream of consciousness episode of Thoughts from Player One. Uh, again, uh, apologize for the, the hard hard switch there from Doom to talking about RPGs. Um you know these these things do happen, so thanks for bearing with us. Hopefully, this game, you know this episode is a little bit exciting and a little bit interesting, a little bit different for you. I like it. It's kind of a format that I enjoy doing, so I would like to try it out a little bit more. Yeah, let's um, do it. Let's totally do it. I guess just taking care of formalities. Like hit us up on that that fucking email at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail dot com and let us know what you thought or like you what's your favorite. Hate it. <laughs> yeah, or like what your favorite role playing game is, or your favorite video game, or your favorite X Men. I don't, I don't really know. Just you know, you do you. Hit us up with that. Yeah, Duncan, where can they find us on Twitter? Uh 
Well, Duncan, can where can they find us on Twitter? You can go to www. Twitter. That's t w i t t e r. dot com. Oh, oh! If you want to do HTTP at the beginning, a double dot slash that's forward slash forward slash. <laughs> no, no, but for real, it's it's thoughts from P one, the the number one. That's all we can fucking fit. You can swear you and can find Duncan, us on Twitter. Huh? Why don't you tell him when the last time we tweeted was? Because I think you're in charge of our social media. Um, the last time we <laughs> tweeted, uh, I think it was pretty recently. Why do you need to know last time we tweeted? I was just gonna give you shit for not tweeting enough. Oh, January twenty fourth, bitch. Wow. Oh, I said, I said, hungry for th- some, <laughs> hungry for some more thoughts from Player One. Check this, RF, check out this episode on contrast. It's a gut buster compared to our new one. <laughs> Because so we you did. tweeted, you tweeted about the episode from like fucking six weeks ago, a couple of days ago. That's what you're saying? <laughs> well, well, I did that dragon cancer accurately on January 21st, which is only a day after. So, uh, all right, well, that's fair. Um, yeah, that that that's gonna go ahead and do it for this week. It's a little bit, mm-hmm. little bit lighter than last week, as you may or may not know. Thank God. Um, yeah, last week was rough, guys. It was. I'm glad we did that episode, but it was a. It was good. Rough. I enjoyed. Or I I listened back to it, and I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm glad one of us had the heart. So that's helpful. <laughs> um, <laughs> then uh, yeah, next next two weeks from now, we're gonna try some things. What, Duncan, what are we doing two weeks from now? Why don't you tell the fine? Why folks? did you put the spot? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to try and troubleshoot Doom more. Hopefully, I can okay. get it to work. Um, if I cannot, because, hey, guys, if any of you know how to just fix <laughs> Doom, I'm not going to list my problems because I want to finish this episode. But if anyone can just fix it for me, that'd be great. <laughs> and um, but so maybe we'll talk about Doom, but maybe we'll also talk about what it means to be a gamer. Um, we could. And uh, if you we could, you know, maybe if anybody, anybody out there would uh, tell us that they like this format. Maybe we would do it. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe we'll play Detention. That's another one of the games. <gasps> Alex! I thought we weren't playing what? that. I, what? I thought you what didn't have time. Fuck did you get that idea? Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> I'm leaving. Well, we're going to play Doom or talk about something else. God, I know his schedule better than he does. Holy shit. Am I right, oh, folks? Am anyway, right? that's going to do it for this week's edition of Thoughts for Player One. Thanks hey. for joining us. As always, <laughs> Duncan... You want to hit That's that all closer. the beans in the pot, boys. There we go. <laughs> all right. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs>